we operating. Amen. God is a wonderful God. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 58 is, is where the Lord is going to take us. We have been dealing with a series talking about this, this new year's of, a year for frontier. New opportunities, new possibilities, um, things that the Lord has shown us that uh, the last few, or maybe the last three weeks, God dealt with us in regards to our weaponry, our spiritual weapons that um, we have to use in order to fight the enemy. And, and while I'm saying that, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I love to thank him when he, he reminds me of something that I need to do. Amen. And when we, when we get ourselves settled, uh, I, I, while you're in Isaiah chapter 58, make sure you hold your place there because I want everybody uh, to go to Second Corinthians chapter number 10 because there's a, this is where our base uh, scripture is coming from as far as our series on the uh, weapons of warfare. So while we're all in our proper place and we can find Second Corinthians chapter number 10 because we have to understand that our weapons that we use are spiritual weapons and they are not carnal or fleshly weapons. So if has everyone found Second Corinthians chapter number 10? Second Corinthians chapter number 10. I want to make sure we're all there because we're going to be reading uh, this passage, uh, verse 4, 5, 4 and 5. Amen. So we want to make sure everybody's there and we're going to begin reading together. Chapter number 10. Uh, make sure everybody's finding Second Corinthians chapter number 10. Are we there? Second Corinthians chapter number 10. Let's all in unison begin to read it together. Amen. Uh, verse number 4. Are we ready? It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, uh, please, ma'am, and please, sir, if you would, this week, try to allow that scripture to fall within your spirit. It's very important this scripture remains in your spirit because as God is teaching us about our weaponry that we have as, as the body of Christ, we need to understand why he's saying what he's saying and what weapons that we need to use. We have spiritual weapons. Last week, God taught us about the, the weapon of praise. Amen. If you want to defeat the enemy, you go into a spirit of praise. You begin to praise God. No matter how they act, no matter what the enemy is doing, you know, go into that, that spirit of praise is what God says. That's very important. We have to know our weaponry. We got to know we're fighting uh, a spiritual entity. We're not fighting flesh. Satan only uses our flesh as a tool. But we are fighting a spiritual enemy. So in order to fight a, a spiritual enemy, you got to fight with spiritual weapons. Now, today we're talking about the, uh, the weapons of our, war, of our warfare, which is going to be part two. Part two is going to be dealing with fasting. That is another weapon that we have that we can uh, fight the enemy or put the enemy at, at a base. Now, Isaiah chapter number 58. Are we there? We're going to begin reading at verse number one. Just want to teach this morning to make sure we, we get what God is saying because it is so important that we learn to use our spiritual weapons. Very important. It says, verse one says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions. That word transgressions, that, that means Show them their rebellion. God is speaking to, to Isaiah because God's people have been rebellious. Now he says, not only to show my people their rebellion or their transgressions, he said, and the house of Jacob their sins. Now, the next few verses we're going to begin to read, you'll see that uh, sometimes uh, uh, the body of Christ, we will live in a life of sin or operate in sin, and have a pretense or uh, we can put on a performance before God. Now, verse number two says this. It says, 
yet they seek me daily. But in verse number one, it talks about Isaiah has to sign the trumpet. He has to uh, really proclaim a message because God's people had become rebellious and they had become sinful. But then he says, yet they seek me daily. In other words, yeah, we, 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 we cut up, we show out, but yet they're going before the face of God. It says, yet they seek me daily and they delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. In other words, they had a pretense of their, uh, they were being righteous. So what they're saying is if they, they were delighting in the Lord, you know, as if they were righteous, they were delighting in God. Then it says, and forsook not the ordinances of their God, which is the, the commandments of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. When you first read this, you would think that they are excited about approaching God, talking to God. But it's only um, hypocritical. I think, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the word. A stage player. You know, a hypocrite is nothing but a stage player. You know how it is the children are going to do a skit for our love fellowship banquet, and they're really portraying some things. They're doing a skit. They're doing stage playing. A lot of times we can do stage playing like a hypocrite, okay? So in verse number 3 says, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Now they're talking to God. Wherefore have we fasted, Say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? It says, Behold, in the day of your fast. Now God is responding to that question. Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labor. In other words, when you're fasting, you're still satisfying your lust, your lust for flesh. That, that's what, it, what the, uh, the, the word is saying. God is speaking back to his people. Then verse 4 says, Behold, ye fast for strife and debate contest, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Then he says, Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make what? Your voice to be heard on high. Now, so, so that, that, it was a performance. They, they were fasting, but the only reason why they were fasting was because they wanted to make their voice to be heard. They, 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 they want to impress God. Now, you can't impress God. God's supposed to be impressing us. And, and uh, we're in Isaiah chapter number 58. So, but how do we get here about fasting? On Wednesday night, the Lord began to talk to us about um, a man whose son had a demon. Now, it was in Mark chapter number 9. So, if you get the opportunity, you need to go and study that. Because... When the man came and he brought his son to his disciples, which were learners, they couldn't cast him out. So then they asked Jesus the question why they could not, his disciples, cast the demon out of the man's son. So Jesus tells them that this kind comes only by prayer and fasting. So there are some spirits that you will face. That's why it's important that we use spiritual weapons. There are some demons, there's some demonic forces that you that we will face, and you've got to know it's going to take prayer and fasting. You're going to do your praise, but then you're going to have to put some work behind it called prayer and fasting. And, and the, the surprising thing about the man's son was the, the father understood, the father understood that his son had a, a deaf spirit. See, it's... In, in the days of Jesus Christ, and even in the Old Testament, it was not uncommon for folk to have demons, uh, have these different spirits. But I don't know how we think in today's society that we have graduated and they don't exist anymore. They do exist. They do exist. This man knew that his son had a spirit. He knew that. He called it a dumb spirit. A dumb spirit meaning he was unable to speak. Not so much of a vocal speaking, but the demon hindered him from being able to perform his duties or his purpose that God had called him to. Now, when Jesus shows up on, on the scene, he asked the man a question. And this is what I really found interesting. He asked the father a question. He said, how long has this came upon him? 
which was an indication he had not always had that spirit. His response was, ever since he was a child. So that's why it is so important that we be careful who, who we allow our people to be around, who you allow your children to be around. And the reason being is because folk got spirits. And if you can leave that house and you can bring that spirit they got with you, and next thing you know, you got that spirit in your house. And you're like, what in the world is going on? You just taking on somebody else's spirit. It, they had, the young boy, he had not had that spirit. It says, from the time of the child, it came to him. It came to him. That's when Jesus lets them know it only can come out this kind by fasting and praying. Now, here in, 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 in there's a chapter, chapter number 58, is dedicated to fasting. Now, I'm going to have to say this too. Yeah, I, I, thank you, Holy Spirit. Got to say it. When you look at the word fasting in the Hebrew or even in the Greek, when you look at that word fasting, it means to abstain from food. It does not mean not use your cell phone for a day. It does not mean, it does not mean, I'll explain it to you why. It does not mean you eat certain things, I'm just going to be on a vegetable thing and, you know, water. That's not fasting. That's not the kind of fast God is talking about. That's not the purpose. When you fast, when, you, when you're fasting, there is so much stuff within our temple. There's so much, there's so much toxin, so many spirits within the temple. You've got to flush all of that out in order, to, in order to have clarity. Because, see, you really want to hear the Holy Spirit. So you've got to get all the stuff out, out of us that was taken in. Because, see, we take in toxins all the time. Even when I'm breathing, even the air. And if you think about if Satan is the prince of the air, according to the word of God, what are we taking in if he's the prince of the air? All we got to do is think a little bit. Think a bit. We need to clean the vessel, clean it out. When we clean this out, then the Holy Spirit can reveal to us or we can hear things a whole lot more clear. Amen? Now, I'm going to share this, but it's not for a reason of... of trying to put me anywhere. I'm not going to, that's not my purpose. For 32 days, a couple years ago, I fasted for 32 days without any food. But what happened was for 21 days, every seven day I had a dream. Every seven day I was in a classroom taking a lesson. And when the lesson came forth, I'm sitting there taking the lesson in. Just like you all are today. You're hearing what God is saying. But when it came down for the time of the testing, you know what happened? I failed the test. Y'all know why I failed the test? You know, we can be present in a place and still not here. We can all be sitting upon the word and hear what God's saying. But when we leave and when we don't apply that word, the next thing you know, we really failed the test. And we want to know, well, why did, I, why did I fail the test? I'm, I'm in the word. But did we really apply the word? Did we really take the word in? So we got to have clarity and see. To me, I was okay, God, I'm just going through, and I had a, a test, and I flunked it, and I'm like, my God. But he was showing me me. Ooh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Fasting, first of all, will show us ourselves. Not everybody else, but the first thing it's going to do, it's going to show us what we are. Amen? Now, you see, these people here, they were fasting. They were putting on a performance. They were trying to make their voice heard before God. He's the creator. We're the creation. Now, let's go to Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18. Because see, a lot of times we do things for self-exhortation. Y'all know what that means? We're exhorting self. So, so this is why it's so important. God tells us about fasting. But the important thing, what we want to do, we've got strongholds. There are strongholds, and the only way that we can get rid of those strongholds is to use the spiritual weapons that God has for us. Because if you remember in, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, it talked about the pulling down of the strongholds. So that's what our weapons are designed to do. Now, St. Luke chapter number 18, are we there? St. Luke 18. Let's begin reading at verse number 10. Make sure we're going to see about this. Uh, performance before God in self-exaltation. 
I'm sure none of us are here, but you know, you may have seen somebody that you know saw someone that may have uh, demonstrated <coughs> of this. Now, verse number ten says, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee. Now, Pharisee is one that wounds and scatters, and the other was a publican. Now, the other one was a sinner. A publican is a sinner. Says the Pharisee, the one that uh, wounds and scatters. So he stood and he prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. They are extortionists. They are unjust. They are adulterers. Or even as this sinner. You see how he talking? He has forgotten he got seen. But he's he's. He's looking down on someone else who acknowledges that they are a sinner, but yet he's trying to put himself to be somebody. Now, look what, uh, what he, he goes on to say in verse number 12. He says, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. That don't mean you're going to give your tithe now. That's not performance. Okay? Now, verse 13 says, And the publican, which is a sinner, so he standeth afar off. Watch the sinner. Now you see the one that's self-righteous, right? The first one is self-righteous. Now here's the second one in verse number 13. And the publican who is a sinner. It says he's standing afar off. Would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. But he smote upon his breath saying, God be merciful to me. A sinner. He acknowledged what he was. But the other one's trying to tell me how good he was. God says our righteousness is like filthy rags. And then verse 14 says, he says, uh, the question comes, I tell you, or the statement, this man, talking about the sinner, went down to his house justified rather than the other. Talking about that Pharisee. For everyone that exhorted himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You see, the sinner was exalted. God recognized him because he acknowledged he was a sinner. But the self-righteous person was comparing himself and putting himself above uh, someone else. You know, I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do that, you know. But you know, God let himself, who goes down? Who's most justified? The one that acknowledged their wrong, acknowledged your sin. See, we, got, we all got sin. We cannot be in denial. A lot of times we're in denial about our sins. So let's go back now. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 58. We've got some territory to cover. Isaiah chapter number 58. Now, verse number 5 says, now God is responding to this fasting because, see, we've got to understand the kind of fast that's the right kind of fast that God requires of us and the wrong kind of fast, okay? Verse 5 says, is it such a fast that I have chosen, God is speaking now, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush? And I thought about um, uh, the weeping willow tree. If you can see, uh, if you can vision in your mind the, the weeping uh, willow tree, it's all hung down. You know, that's how some people do fasting. They want everybody to know they're fasting. And we'll get to that scripture too. Amen. We're going we to get there. It says, is this such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast, and, and, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Now, let's look at Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter number 6. And God, God always has an answer in, 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 in this word about what we're asking and what we need to know. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Are we there? All right, we're going to begin reading at verse number 16. It's, it, this tells about fasting. It says, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the what? Hypocrite, the stage player. He said, when you fast, be not as the stage player or the hypocrites of a sad countenance. 
for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto who? Men to fast. They're not trying to reach heaven. They're trying to impress man. So he says uh, um, to disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. He said, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. They're going to get, what are they going to get right there? Because see, that fasting is in vain. Verse 17 says, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast. In other words, nobody needs to know what you're doing. Because this thing is between you and God, and you're trying to pull down some strongholds. And so, why, why would we want to um, uh, uh, give away our, the secret that God has for us to use against the enemy by telling the enemy what we're doing? Because, see, he, he, says, he says, But thou, when thou fastest, anoint your head and wash your face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto who? Unto the Father which is in secret what you're doing when you come down to fasting. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to break those strongholds. You're trying to destroy those strongholds. And the strongholds really come about uh, by us fulfilling obedience as well. It says, and thy father, I love this, which seeth in secret shall reward you well openly. So when you're fasting, see, as we're receiving this word from the Lord today, when everybody in their individual home or individual person, when you decide to fast, because everybody knows what that situation is in their own home. God said, I'm just giving you the, the weaponry you, you need to use in order to pull down that stronghold. And you've got to do it through God. See, God says, when we understand as a body of Christ that our weaponry, which is spiritual, they are mighty in pulling down the stronghold. Now that got me. Pulling down the stronghold. Most time we think strongholds that they invented, they're low. No. That's you're pulling it down. See, Satan is the prince of the air. We're, we're fighting principalities. We're, we're fighting wickedness and high, high places. So you got to pull down those strongholds. So fasting is the key. See, when you, when you, when this week, whatever situation or whenever God lays it on your heart or put it in your spirit, when, when when, when God puts that in your spirit and you begin to do it in secret, God, the promise is, he says, I will reward you openly what you do in secret. Isn't that some strongholds? <laughs> Think about it. You don't have to raise your hand because if you know the Holy Spirit knows that's going to be bringing a lesson. Amen? The strongholds. See, sometimes we think only oh, strongholds are substances. Strongholds are nothing but spirits. A spirit has to have a body to live in. A spirit cannot, cannot exist outside of a body. It has to have a body to live in. That's why when they talked about this man that had these demons, and he, the demons were cast out, they went walking in dry places. It was looking for somewhere to go, dry. It needed some moisture. See, when you're, when you're a Christian, you're full of moisture. Moisture is the word of God. So when he had got himself swept clean and garnished, that demon leaves, and then he goes looking for another body. What happens when he can't find another body? You know what that demon said? I'm going back to my house. In other words, what he's saying, the very house it came out of, he claimed that to be his house. He said, I'm going back to my house, and then when I go back, I'm not going back by myself. I'm going to take seven more that's worse than me. And then all of them going to come in there. Can you imagine? Well, you might have one demon. Now you got seven more. Because now you got an eight. You know what eight means? Eight means new beginning of a mess. A new beginning. You, I mean, I won't tell you about the, uh, all of the dreams that I had. I had a dream this week. And the, the latter part of it was talking about I saw snakes. And the snake was uncovered. Then it was hid first. And then the next time I saw the snake, it, it was pregnant. Which means, and someone shared with me, so that means it had multiple spirits. So, so when you begin to see some, some attachments that you didn't normally have or somebody connected you they did not normally have, they've got multiple spirits. Wow. See, and okay, let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 58 because I, I want to make sure we, we cover the ground. But I also want us to understand because, see, a lot of these things you're not going to hear somewhere else. 
because it's all about getting you some money. It's all about jumping and shouting, feeling good. And when you go out that door, when the devil hits you slap in the face, you don't know what to fight with. So now what God said, God said, I've got to, God's people's already been empowered. It's just that they don't understand the empowerment of what they have. So in order to understand the empowerment of what they have, God said they've got to be taught. And then when you're being taught, after you're taught, then you've got to implement your weaponry. You've got to implement it. It does no good to have a battle plan and then don't use it. Amen. Amen. Now, back to Isaiah chapter number 58. We're talking about the weapons of our warfare, part two, which is fasting. First one was praise. The second one now, talking about uh, fasting. Because it has some prayer in that too now. Fasting and prayer. Uh, prayer and fasting. Because in the process, you need to be praying anyway. Uh, uh, last night, for some reason, I prayed all night long. I didn't sleep much at all last night, but it's still all good. Amen. Because God, God knows what's coming down the pipe, what's coming down the tube. Now, let's look at verse number 16. Now, this is what God is saying, the type of fast and the why of this, this particular type of fast. Now, that he required. Now, verse number 6 says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that ye break every yoke. Now, when I looked at verse number six, I kept pondering over verse number six, I kept pondering over and I, and I saw three words, three, three, three words when it has to do with, 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 with fasting and its purpose and this stronghold. Now, the words that, that the Spirit brought out, he says, uh, it's not just the fast that I have chosen. First thing he showed me, he says, to loose. Three words he showed me, to loose, to undo, and to let go. To loose, to undo, and to let go. Now, the, the definition for loose means to undo, to, uh, um, to untie, unbind, or to release from imprisonment, to be liberated from the shackles of chains to be set free. Now, understanding that whenever there's a stronghold, that means, that means you're bound. Okay? When there's a stronghold, that, that means there's a part of you that, just like the young, the young fellow, that causes us to be unable to speak or do the purpose and the will of God. And also, Jesus points out that he had a deaf spirit as, as well, that means unable to hear. He had an inability to hear. To hear what? To hear the word of God. That's why oftentimes we find ourselves uh, uh, faltering or not succeeding. It's because the inability to hear. And what we need to hear is to hear the word of God. So God says, first thing, uh, when it comes down to fasting, what you are doing, you're, trying, you're loosing that, that stronghold. You see, strongholds that they're, they're bedded in. They, they don't want to go. They, they don't want to leave now because it then took over some territory. And if it, it refuses to leave. So the first thing God says, the bands of wickedness has to be loosed. So you have to loosen that thing up. You know, a band can be real tight, but when you loosen it up, it won't have its grip. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, when we begin to loose that, that, that wickedness that's brought on by that stronghold, it won't have the same grip that it had in the past. See, that's why you got to loosen. You, you got to loosen that thing, okay? Then he says, he goes on, he says, to undo, undo the heavy burdens. I don't know about y'all, but when it comes down to stronghold, or strongholds I may have or may have had at one point, they bring about burdens. Strongholds, and they're heavy. And, the, and then the word undo means to reverse or change the course. See, in fasting, and fasting the way God says, this is what happens, uh, that you reverse that, that, that stronghold. That, that very thing that brought us into that stronghold, now by fasting, you reverse it. It changes the course. Y'all got that? It, it changes the course. So, so how many want some, some things changed? And, and not only in yourself, but in your household, in your community, in your environment. See, but God has given us the keys. See, we've got the keys now. The key now is fasting. He says to, to reverse, undo means to reverse, 
changed the course, and it says, what has been done brought to naught. In other words, when you reverse the order, whatever it is that causes that, that stronghold, the, thank you, Holy Spirit, the more we feed that stronghold, the stronger it gets. The less you feed it, the less power it has. So we've got to understand that through fasting, it causes it causes that stronghold to lose some of its power. And so that wickedness we find ourselves getting caught up in, it doesn't have the same effect. It does not have the same effect. It, some things are under, you will bring it to naught. In other words, nothing. Naught means nothing. So it's very important now uh, when it comes down to fasting. And then it says the next thing it talks about is to let the oppressed go free. To, to let it go free. Strongholds oppresses us. Strongholds oppresses our family members. Strongholds oppresses those around us. No matter where you go, if there's a stronghold there, it will cause an oppression. You see, within that stronghold, it's, it's like a fortress. Within that stronghold, it houses a spirit. Now, that spirit don't want to go now. You got to understand, it does not want to be released. You know, I'm, I'm going to use something that's very common. You, you know how you enjoy eating and certain foods you really, really, really enjoy and stuff, you know, and, and, and you feel like you just got to have it. And, it's, and then we, we've got to learn to let go. Go means there's a movement, there's a process taking place because it is oppressing us. Strongholds oppress. We cannot be everything God has called for us to be with that oppression spirit of the stronghold. And you know what? If you're not careful, that oppressing spirit will oppress you. Y'all catch that? If you're not careful, that old oppressing spirit will oppress you. So if it oppresses you, what happens? Then you cannot operate the way you need to operate or fulfill your purpose. So God says, this is what fasting do. It loosens that stronghold. It, 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 it undoes that stronghold. And when that's done, it says, then it, 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 it lets the oppressed go free. How many people within this body and those that are listening to us, how many have people that are oppressed? I'm, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> that, that has people that's oppressed. Now, do you love them enough to, to operate in what God says to get rid of that oppression? Because, see, God said, you got the power. You got the weapon. That's just like uh, 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 you got the, the, the ammunition or the antidote. And some, thank you, Holy Spirit. If somebody's sick and you got the medication to, for them to be healed, would it not be crazy for you to withdraw it and not give it to them and let them down? But see, the thing is, God said, you've got the weaponry. You've got the antidote to that oppressed spirit. And that, that is fasting. Fasting. It, it's so, it is so important. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to teach you a lesson. Now, um, then it goes on to say, and that ye break every yoke. Now, it breaks, it, 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 it breaks, it destroys every yoke. A yoke is just like a, a, a pole. When you think about two animals, they've got this ball and they're connected together. Do we not know it's the same when it comes down to the stronghold? We're connected to the stronghold. Think about it. With that stronghold, you go, if you, you go the way the stronghold tells us to go. That spirit on the inside. You're connected. So, but God said through fasting, what happens is it, it breaks that yoke. You, it no longer holds you hostage. Amen? Now, let's see how else it affects. Let's go to the book of Ezra. E-Z-R-A, which is right before Nehemiah. Still in the Old Testament. Ezra chapter number 8. Ezra chapter number 8. Talking about the weapons of our warfare, which is fasting. Ezra chapter number 8, right before the book of Nehemiah. Are we there? Okay. Now, Ezra chapter number 8, look at that verse number 21. Verse 21 says, uh, this is what happened with Ezra. He said, then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Hava. Now, the word Hava that river, it means prosperity. It also means generation. 
So, well, fasting don't just affect you and your household. It affects the generations yet to come. This is how we can make a difference. It says, then I proclaim a fast there at the river of Hava, which means that the river prosperity and affects generations. And says, that we may afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for what? Our little ones and for all of our substances. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way. See, they don't want to go. See, they, the reason, they'll tell you the reason why. It says, because we have spoken unto the king, saying, the hand of our God is upon all of them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. Verse 23 says, so we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. In other words, God interceded for us. So they didn't go to man, they went to God. And the reason why you have to go to God is it's not only about you, it's about your loved ones too. It's, it talks about uh, seeking God for the, the right way. It says for us. That does not mean for me. It says for us. It talks about the little ones, their substance. and Everything that they had, they sought God. And the way they sought the Lord was through by fasting. Think about it. Your children now, you're talking about the next generation. It, is it not amazing that you would think about it? When you really think about it, is it not amazing that what you do right now can affect generations that had not even been born? That's powerful. That is powerful. Some of those those great, 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 great kids you will never ever see because we've gone on to glory because of what you do and the means of fasting it will affect that next generation. And the Bible talks about how that kingdom of a generation after Joshua, that they, they did not know the Lord. And the reason why they didn't know the Lord is because the people had not continued to teach them about the ways of the Lord. Now, we went to that battle of the bands last night. We kind of, It was a good thing, but yet it was also comical as well. I'll tell you the reason why. Us old school, we had more fun than young school. And, and the reason why is that, see, Back in our day, when we had fun, you know, it was more cleaner than what it is now. Now, now, what you some of the stuff that you see now is like, wow. And I'm looking at our children that went. I don't know about those that, that was there that we didn't see. They was like, what is, what is going on? It's like they were so inoppressed. I'm like, what? But you know what? I, I said, if you put them in, in one of those little arcades, when they have all them little games, you know, them technologies and all them little games, them little gadgets, they'll light up like a light bulb. If you take away the technology, and I, I pray that the power don't, you know, nothing happens with terrorists, that, that things, you know, communication drop and all that, because the, our young generation, they'll be lost. They do not know how to enjoy one another and celebrate and have good clean fun. I mean, they don't know. If, if, if you give them a gadget now, they're there all day long. You want that, 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 that iPad or that little, what they call them, Xboxes and all them other boxes and all them little games, they will be there 24-7 if you let them. And, and you wonder why, why it is that kids are so sleepy when they come to church. They've been up all night. And, you know, and I'm going to bust somebody. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you know why they've been up all night and, and why they're sleeping in school? Because we as parents, we've bought some stuff and they have not put no guidelines and limitations on it. See, you've got to put limitations on some things. See, it's still, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. Do y'all not know playing those games the way you play them is still a form of addiction? It still is a form of addiction. When you can't stop doing a thing and it has control of you, it is still a form of addiction. Hello, wake up. Now listen, if you've got that little game, I see them young people looking at one another. They know I'm telling the truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If 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 you can't go to the bathroom without your iPad or your phone playing games, you got a problem because it's not designed for that. Hello, Amen. Is that are we not on track, Holy Spirit? Young folk, are we not on track? 
if we got to go sneak and hide on the phone all day long, hello, wake up, people, wake up, wake up, America. Yes, technology is fine. It's fine. But when it takes, they don't even know how to add no more. They don't know how to use this anymore. Got to have the calculator. What happens if it, if it doesn't work? You know, my sister said to me, she said, I went to the bank and I won't know what was my balance. You know what the, the teller told her? Our computers are down. I can't give it to you. Excuse me. Just think about it. Think about it. Right now, it has the whole world. What happens if the terrorist realizes we're so connected and they begin to infiltrate that particular area? We will be lost. Children, 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 wake up. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. And parents put a limitation. Let's go along with fasting too. Put a limitation on it. Someone came in. That's why we sleep bed and playing a game all night long. Amen. We might as well say amen. Okay, I, I, you know what? You know what the beauty of it is? I'm going to tell you what the, beauty, what the beauty of it is. I see kids laughing because you know what? They've been busted. And, I, and the Holy, only the Holy Spirit has been up in your house because I know I hadn't been there. So the Holy Spirit, he knows. So what the Holy Spirit is doing, he's warning. We're helping him. That's a stronghold. Grace falling. Why? I'm on the game. I'm not studying the book. I'm studying the wrong book. Amen. That boy, he raised, they raised his hand and said, yeah, move from this set. Thank you, baby. At least you're honest. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let's go back to Isaiah chapter number 15. Because I heard somebody say, move on. We still talking about fasting. Oh, man. Our weapons of our warfare. Okay? Isaiah chapter number 15. Watch what happens. Watch what happens when, when we fast as we ought, as God has called for us to fast. It's, it's purpose, you know, to loose the, the bands of the wickedness, to, to, to let the oppressed go free. You know, uh, uh, God is such an awesome God. He says here in uh, verse number 8, let's turn to verse number 8. It says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Now, that word light there in the Hebrew means it's an emblem of prosperity and happiness. And you can succeed in your affairs or whatever you're reaching for when you're fasting. When you're fasting, it says, uh, then shall thy light, your light is your prosperity. Your light is it's an emblem. It's an emblem of your prosperity. It's an emblem of your happiness. It's an emblem of your success. When we do according to God's will, it says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. You're going to have a breakthrough. Anybody need some breakthroughs? Some breakthrough in your life? So then you have a breakthrough and it says, and thine health. That word health, that means your wholeness, you're restored to the sounds of mind, our stars, our wounds are removed. All this takes place because of fasting. Some of y'all say, well, how does he worship you get all that? I'm going to tell you how I got it. I got it in the book and I studied. 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 I must be at somebody's mind. How do you get that from health? How in the world can you get from health wholeness, restorative soundness, the scars of the wound removed? When you study the word of God, because God says in his book, we are to study, not read. We are to study to do what? Show ourselves what? Approved. When you study, you 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 get get to the place where you got to seek the Lord, see what these words mean. Is when you see what the words mean, you'll be amazed. You will literally be amazed. You got to study the word of God. Spend some time. When you spend some time, and you, why do you think uh, uh, Jeremiah says God told him to meditate on His word day and night. Something happens in meditation. You know why? Because of the fact we're so busy. Our mind rushes so much, we don't have time to silence our mind. I mean, you've got to be still to hear God. We are a, a, a generation of constant gold, constant movement. Everything's fast food. When I say fast food, fast food and life. I'm not talking about what you eat, fast food and life. 
But we got to relax our mind. Relax. Take some time. Give God time. And what happens to him, he, he talks about in your fasting, he says, your, your, your prosperity, you know, your, 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 your happiness, those things, those affairs that you're seeking after, you will be successful in all because you're using that weaponry called fasting. Somebody said, well, that's a hard word for me. I can't do it. Let me tell you. The word says, if you ask of God, you can ask of him, and he will give you that very thing you ask for. If your fasting has to be a half a day, ask God to help you fast a half a day. Some folks don't eat breakfast and don't eat the lunchtime. You've already done a half a day. But just the moment you say the word fasting, the devil says, well, you know you got to eat. Well, you hadn't been eating. You see how he manipulates you? Just, just think about it. It's a manipulation. When will we recognize there is an influence, there is a spirit that influences our mind? If you have not, if you choose not to have breakfast, they say, well, I'm not a breakfast eater. So I eat lunch. If your lunch time is one o'clock and you don't eat one, what have you been doing? You've been fasting. But the moment you speak it, what happens? The devil knows you know you that's your eating time. Well, you hadn't been eating. Think about it. It does not take a rocket size to see what's really going on. There is a spirit, there is an influence there that's trying to keep you from using the weapon to, to destroy it. And so we're after destroying the, that stronghold of that spirit that lives down within it. Let me rush. Let me hurry. We're almost done. Here. Okay. Now, it goes on to say, you know, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth. It says speedily. Restored to soundness speedily. In other words, in a hurry. You know, then it goes on to say, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy Re reward. In other words, uh, the glory of God will be your back piece. You know, in the armor, everything's in the front and your back's open. But when you're fasting, the glory of God now becomes your back piece. And, and God begins you, you're protected both front and back. Then the, it goes on to say, verse number nine, he says, Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou, whoa, here we go. If thou Take away from the midst of thee the yoke. Here we go. The yoke. The what? Putting forth of the... Are we in verse number 9? Isaiah number 58. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here am I. If thou shalt say, Here am I. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking down. In other words, pouring at somebody's misfortune. You know, that, that's what that means. Putting forth, you know. We, you got issues, but you can't see your issue, but you see everybody else's issue. You know, they don't want to What about your issues? What, what, what about your issues? We, we, got to, we got to understand what's really going on. Pointing at the finger. Anybody been pointing fingers at that? I said, oh yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with being honest. Nothing wrong with being honest. You know, you did this. You did, you did. Well, what did you do in secret? When Bannon not what? When Bannon not watching. But God is. That's what the book say. Y'all didn't know that was in there, did you? It, it, Isaiah chapter number 58, verse number 9, the B clause. It says, If thou would take away from the midst of thee the yoke. When you point your fingers and talk about other folks' misfortune, you just put a yoke on yourself. You just make your own stronghold stronger. You yoked, you, you yoked a little bit more with your own, own stronghold. That's what the Bible's saying here. The pointing, the putting forth of the finger. And speaking vanity. Now, verse number 10. But two, three verses and we're done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 10 says, And if the, watch this, all this come out of fasting. That's why you go home this week and y'all study this, this, this chapter on fasting. You pray first and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what you need to hear. Okay? Then you have a CD if you want. Now, verse 10 says, And if thou draw, this is spiritual part, And if thou draw out thy soul, to the hungry, 
and satisfied the afflicted soul, then shall whose light? Thy light. Thy light rise in obscurity. In other words, your misery and your ignorance and your the sorrow and the wickedness in that stronghold is and thy darkness be as the noonday. In other words, what's happening here is when we do the things the way God says do, that's on the spiritual part of it, what's going to happen, the darkness, the ignorance, those things that, that has us blinded, that stronghold, and all of a sudden it's become like the noonday. You know how it is at 12 o'clock when it's not raining? The noonday, when everything's clear and more beautiful. See, this, that's the spiritual part of fasting. Then verse 11 says, and the, ooh, I love this. And the Lord shall guide thee. How long? You see how powerful fasting is. You see how powerful it is. That, that weaponry that we have, it says, and the Lord shall guide, not, not ourselves, but the Lord. Makes a difference now. Because the reason why we got the stronghold is because we got our own self. Okay? So now we're going to allow the Lord to guide us continuously. And then it says, and satisfy thy soul in drought. In other words, you'll be satisfied in the dry season. See, everybody else can have a drought, but that don't mean you can have one. You know why? Because you've already been out there fasting. And, and the fasting is working for you, working on your behalf. It's, and make thy bones fat. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, who waters fail not. In other words, you, you'll be full of moisture. I mean, you, you, your soul, your spirit. I mean, it'll be so, you'll be so full of Jesus, that's all could be spilled out. If you think about a person that has a stronghold, and we're going back to Mark, thank you, Holy Spirit, Mark chapter 9, when he talked to that boy, he's talking about the boy was wallowing and foaming at the mouth. See, wallowing means rolling, or circulatory, means rolling on the ground. The, the, the foaming of the mouth means it spews out uh, anger. It, it spews out rage. You see, this is how you know that. God says, now what's going to happen because your garden has been watered through fasting, because you're going to cleanse yourself, what's going to come out is what's going to be pure. Because it's going to be nothing but God. Because it's, it's a stronghold that's going to be broken by your fasting. See, you're going to unloose it, you're going to untie it, you're going to undo it. So it don't have no more power over it. So now all of a sudden, what's going to 